Well, let's do let's do a quick little before we get into anything. Let's yeah. do a quick little ASMR. Okay. Right. Sure. All right. Here, yeah. here. Listen, listen. <laughs> you hear that? Yeah. Did you just open like that a is, can of tuna? That is the crisp crisp sound of an energy drink. Mm. Something that will. We're recording three episodes tonight, so something that will get me through all three episodes. Yeah. Uh, and something that is probably going to kill me um, at some point, and uh, that is the fault of both Legacy Clark and Christina Walker because they have me hooked on these damn things. So that's exciting. Hey, you got to go somehow, right? Also. For the first time ever in the history of Movie Men podcasting, mm. uh, at least half of us are okay. recording in front of a live studio audience. Nice. Um, I actually have a, is it a spectator? I mean, I'm not really doing, I mean, I always juggle <laughs> while I'm recording a podcast. Sure. Always. I juggle five oranges. Yep. Um, I start right before we start recording and I always stop right after we're done recording. Um but so I guess it's kind of a podcasting can kind of be a spectator thing. Mm. Um, but I think I've got it someone usually is it's supposed to be anyway. Yeah, I've got someone listening in. Nice. Um, and they have uh, a body pillow. Cool. And a blanket. Nice. And a roll of paper towel. And they're laying on the ground, and these are all acting as additional sound dampening. So really, <laughs> part of the reason the show sounds so damn good today is because of. Um, is because of that. Yeah. Uh, on a on a flip note, if it doesn't sound good, it's because I'm recording in a spot that I don't normally record in. I've never mm. recorded in before. Sure. And so if it's a little reverby, uh, that's that's why. That's okay. Um. And but wait, on, wait, 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 on, wait, wait, wait. Oh, Hang on. Whoa, okay. whoa, whoa, whoa. Ah, uh, drink. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to. On an unrelated know. note, I'll get that bail money as soon as I can, and we'll get you out of there. Okay. <laughs> Get me, help me, help me now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, right. what do we got? We've got another episode, the 11th, in our James Bond series, where we smartly, foolishly, you decide, we decided to go through all of the James Bond films, the Eon and non-Eon, and to leading up to the newest one coming out, No Time to Die. And today, we're covering The Spy Who Loved Me, numero 11. It feels like we've been doing this for an Eon. It feels so long it's it's uh yeah not quite halfway and he checks his notes we're not even halfway yeah it's... we're not halfway <laughs> yeah. uh yeah uh, all right but well. i was thinking i was thinking the other day and you know what honestly mm-hmm. uh i think i'm really looking forward to i've said this before in the past sure. i think i'm looking forward to Pier- the pierce brosnan ones yes i'm excited to get there i i'm really curious about timothy dalton sure yeah um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just curious in general, but I think like when I was a kid, even though I wasn't watching James Bond movies, mm. uh, when I was a kid, Pierce Brosnan was James Bond. For um, sure. Yes. And so to me, that's Bond. Yeah, for sure. Pierce Brosnan, I can totally agree. Like when I'm assuming you were the same, when we're watching Mrs. Doubtfire as kids or not as kids, but, uh, as younger versions of ourselves, that's Pierce Brosnan that the mother's dating. And every version in other words, of it's me, James Bond. Yeah, every version of me that I can remember is a younger version of me. Mm, um, well, that's deep. Mm, it's true. It's technically I, true. 
I, okay. I do not remember any older versions of myself. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're uh, but no, I'm looking Pierce forward Brosnan. to it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. Uh, however, we're still on Roger Moore. Yes. Well, and I don't mean to say yeah. that in a way that's like uh, still friggin' on. Ro-. No, no, no. Like, which is that's 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 where we've gotten to. Straight up, putting you up on the spot here, and we're not done with the Roger Moore yet. But who, mm-hmm. who, like, if you had a weighing scale here, who do you enjoy more? I'm not saying who's more culturally appropriate for you know maybe being less rapey or whatnot, but do you, like. Sean Connery and Roger Moore are the two most long-standing ones we've seen. Do you have a preference for one over the other? I mean, uh, I will answer that. I I think this is interesting. Um I I, I want to talk about I want to talk more about this when we get into the betrayal of Bond category. Sure. Um but honestly like my favorite is the dude that was only in one. Oh, I'm I'm completely 100% with you. I'm not only preferring him, but that specific episode of Bond was had some story elements and some character depth that yeah. I really liked that direction and then they just totally kiboshed it going forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh you know, I I I like them both for different reasons. Sure. Yeah. That's um, fair. That's fair. You know, I don't know. I think I think Sean Connery still feels more like Bond to me. Yeah, um, but I would rather watch Roger Moore. I feel less uncomfortable watching Roger Moore. That is a fact, right? So yeah, yeah I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's hard to hard to say. Anyways, cool. the Spy Who Loved Me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so interestingly, uh, this is something we've never talked about. Sure. When when we started this out, when I was a kid, we yep. had one 007 film on VHS, and I wasn't sure which one it was, and that's why I, I hadn't ever brought it up. Um, but I knew we had one, and I knew that I had put it in the VCR once, uh, maybe watched the first five minutes of it, and hmm. then kind of, like I would have been, I don't know, 10 or 11, and then kind of like fast forwarded through it, maybe looking for some use of gadgets and <laughs> right, and right. stuff like that. Like, I, 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 yeah. but didn't didn't watch it. Just knew knew that yep. we had it. Didn't know which one it was. Sure. Knew it was an older one. I knew it wasn't Pierce Brosnan. Yep. Um, but I I didn't know which one it was. Uh, I'm happy to report. Mm. I have figured it out. It was this one. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Uh, and the reason I know that is because. It uh, because of the opening scene at the chalet. Oh yeah, that yeah. that was the scene as a childhood that I had seen. Sure, um, was sure. him at the chalet getting the message on his watch, and then yeah. Yeah. proceeding to to have this this ski chase. Sure, down <laughs> the mountainside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I I've I've kind of seen part of this one before. Sure. Right? You know, yeah, yeah. It was a kind of a full uh, circle for you watching it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It uh, it it tickled me in in areas that. Hmm. Anyways, mm. anyways. Um. So, if you haven't tuned in before, we have eight categories that we rank the 007 films on. Um. And then we tally them all up at the end. We we scale them one to ten. We tally them all up at the end um, by finding the average of, of all the different scores. And then we slap it into our algorithm, placing it sequentially. Uh, sequentially? No, in order of higher 
at lower scores. I don't know words. Um, <laughs> we compare them to the rest of the Bond films mm. based on that. Yep. Beca- because essentially what we're doing is trying to find the quintessential Bond film. Not necessarily our favorite Bond film, but if the aliens show up tomorrow and they're like, and the government's like, well, the only way to save the planet is by giving the aliens the quintessential 007 experience, uh, that is the mission that we have been commissioned to do. Hey, yeah. By by the UN. Um, <laughs> well, let's get I've, into it. I've 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 maybe said too much. You you definitely have. Yeah. Uh, so plot. Mm-hmm. I gave this a six. Cool. Uh, cool. You know, it, I think I think we've entered into a new era of Bond film, um, mm. where the the plots are infinitely easier to follow. Yes, yes. Far less complicated to wrap our heads around. Mm. Um, you don't have to. You don't have to have a degree in any sort of like Soviet physics in order to get what's happening. And Cold War history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, having said that, I only gave this a six because I thought the idea was unique. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something very fresh from anything we've seen before. Um, you know, they're they're stealing this submarine. They've they we we figured out a way to track submarines, um, mm. and the submarine has gone missing, and it's loaded with n- nuclear warheads, and that's really bad for obvious reasons. <laughs> I just felt like towards the end, it got like once they're actually on the submarine, mm-hmm. um, it just got gimmicky to me. It just okay. got, it just became sort of uh, like formula, formula, formulamatic. That's not a word, but like very formulated, very like, um, like they had just taken and, and plugged in elements, story elements into like filled in the blanks um, to kind of have like a copy and paste style story. Right, for, like it it started hold, out hold and everything on, hold seemed. On, hold on, hold on. Formulaic is the word you're looking for. Formulaic. Thank you. I knew there was there had to have been a word for. It. <laughs> um, no, it started out and 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 I was like, this is really unique and this is really interesting mm-hmm. and that's nice because sometimes Bond films feel a little cliche. Um, and then we reached the end of the film and I was like, ah, oh, this is this is feeling very cliche. <laughs> Right, right. So I gave, so I gave it a six. I gave it a six because it's it, it scored well because it's easy to follow and it has unique story elements. Um, but it was ultimately brought down by the fact that I I it got predictable towards the end. Mm-hmm. No, that's fair. Um, I for those that are familiar with us, these episodes are fun. These Bond episodes because Brady and I sometimes have very different movie tastes, but sometimes we really align with our bond scores and sometimes we don't so it's just kind of fun to see which bond films we align on and it's just kind of a fun where do, do we align on this do we align on that i was pretty close i gave it a five out of ten so i really was not that far off sure. um I, I my first thought was this is more like it like we have some nuclear submarine in distress due to some national conflict and crisis it's not like you referenced and i thought was really funny a few episodes ago this isn't miami vice with some small potatoes drug scheme like this is a true 
This problem. is something worth calling this in. Is, yes, like, uh, someone with a license to kill. One hundred percent. So that I was great with. The one thing, as far as the plot related to the whole movie, I'm just finding them way too long. And these dang bomb films, like two really? hours, two hours is so superfluous for this. Like I do, kind of like you said, you know, if you you got part way through and then the ending was just kind of formulaic. I'm just, if it had been thirty minutes less, I would have said that's more than enough. That's great for me. Just yeah, for me, I, these, I guess they're a little I, tedious. I I guess I can agree with that. I I mean, at the same time, though, I just I think there's like an expectation. Uh, and I don't know if this expectation existed back then as well. Mm. But this expectation that like an action <laughs> film is going to be two hours long. Like you see a you see a ninety yeah. minute runtime and you think to yourself, okay, either kids film right. or comedy. Yeah, right. A lot of comedies run ninety minutes, um, mm-hmm. but one twenty seems pretty standard for, yeah. or closer to that one twenty mark seems pretty standard for an action adventure. True. I'm film, I'm I'm getting the vibe that the catchphrase for some of these films is like at least two hours or your money back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it was kind of fun. We see a bit of a jailbreak, and we this airtight plan, which so far in motion, and it's too late for Bond to reverse. And this, he picks up some random manual on the ground and easily reprograms targets that are nuclear torpedoes to each other. Like I just thought that was a little weak that. The, the villain and everyone's like, there's no chance for you to reverse this bond. And then he picks up the first scrap of paper on the ground and it's the solution to his problem. So there were some flaws, some I thought it was too long, but overall it was a return to a simpler bond film. And I, I was like, hey, here we go. We're back into the, the formula that makes it a good, simple, fun film. That's fair. Yeah. Um, uh, do, 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 do what I have written here. Um, portrayal of bond mm. yes uh i gave this a five which is i is is again another drop down roger moore has been doing it less and less for me as bond each time oh i would still rather watch him mm-hmm. than sean connery yep um but something about him just doesn't like I don't know if it's because his his lines are all becoming tacky and cliche, um, hmm. but I just find that Bond is becoming a very two dimensional character, hmm. um, and almost more of just like a plot piece than an actual character. Yeah, I mean, something kind of not trying to kind of hone in on your point, but I think it's a good one, and I'm going to use it here. Kind of the whole formulaic issue, like I'm just finding with bond specifically with uh roger moore they're almost forcing his one-liners and his witty phrases and there's just times i'm just not buying it and i'm i just feel like they're pushing around peg into a square hole and i'm like guys like i'm not buying it just chill just let him be cool let him say some things but every other line doesn't need to be a forced phrase here he doesn't need it because he's supposed to be like this sort of suave uh you know, man of 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 danger and yeah. sexuality yeah. and and stuff, and and instead he comes across as the dorky guy at the party that's like, yes, cracking the joke that nobody's really laughing at. Like he's yeah. punny, or you t- and you take him aside and be like, guy, who who are you trying to impress? Like we're all just trying to have a good time here. Just yeah. 
just We're chill. All just friends. Nobody. Yeah. You don't need to. You're already no. in. Who are you? What are you trying to do here? What's your end game? Like, come on. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, so you gave it a five. Plot or bond? Uh, bond. Didn't you say you gave it? No, you haven't scored it yet. I haven't scored Sorry. it yet, but that's I'm a little prophetic because I did give it a five out of a ten. Oh wow! I'm I've <laughs> installed a virus on your computer and um. Wouldn't be the it allows first time. me to mirror your screen. <laughs> yeah, no, I did give it a five out of ten. Um, I there was one thing that I absolutely got a hoot out of, hoot out of is when that one uh, dude was killed in that phone booth, and Bond just left the out of order sign on him. And although it was super, super, super cold blooded, I thought it was kind of funny. Um, and ultimately, yes, the, out, the out of order sign on the dead body was a little on the nose, but it was also very funny. Yeah, it was kind of a weird combo, but uh, ultimately, uh, right in the middle for me, it wasn't great, it wasn't good. We we do get the intercourse on a boat, kind of, just in the form of an escape pod this time. So Yeah, we some, do. Some might consider it, some might not. We'll let people split hairs, but five out of ten. I like it. Um <laughs> villain. Yeah. Are you ready for this? I am. I gave this uh uh a four. Okay, okay. Because to me, he was just an old guy <laughs> that nobody gives a shit about. <laughs> I guess. Like, when you I don't know. Like, I, when you you've put got all like these, that. You've got all these other menacing Bond villains. Um, <laughs> you know, like we're just coming off at Christopher Lee. Uh, True. And, and now all of a sudden you've got this Bond villain who, if he, if, if the alarm on his wristwatch goes off and he doesn't take his blood pressure medicine within 20 minutes, then this whole, <laughs> then it's not, then the whole thing's not even a big deal because the scheme <laughs> falls apart and crumbles. And I don't know, I just found him very old right? And very like, yeah. you know not able to do any evil heavy lifting himself. Mm. Hmm, that's but, fair. So I give it a four. I just didn't care. Yeah, hey, that's fair. Um, yeah, so I made a note about Triple X, who I guess wasn't, <clears throat> ended up not really being the villain. Um, so the villain was, yeah, Carl Stromberg. And at first I got some mixed vibes from him, eventually kind of horrid vibes, because we see this kind of television revealed of his feeding his mistress to the shark, which the act itself is just horrible and horrendous. The film itself really didn't convey that to me. Like, it was just, like, I felt like I, like, maybe it needed to be in 4K resolution on the shark cam. I'm not sure. Maybe it needed to not be a shaky cam. Maybe they needed to be more, like, pointed at the shark to see what was happening, but... Maybe um, they needed to use a real damn shark. I, maybe they. You know. <laughs> hey, maybe they. Maybe know. maybe they needed to not do it as a stunt. Maybe right. sometimes <laughs> the sacrifices you make for the love of filmmaking. Maybe they right. just needed to kill the girl. Right. So, but I, I guess my point is, I felt there was a bit of a disconnect between how menacing they wanted this villain on paper, which is that act is horrible, but it really didn't translate to the way it was portrayed on the film, and. That that's my only beef against it. I found him fascinating to a degree. I mean, it was cool that someone wasn't just purely wanting money 
or world control, but he, to a degree, he was kind of a visionary wanting to everyone to kind of have an underwater reality. I guess it's mm-hmm. a bit different. And we are introduced to Jaws, who I, from my understanding, he's quite famous in the Bond villain world. So uh, I, gave, I gave it a six. Yeah. So here's a question I had for you. Yeah. Um, if you could have the surgery done to be like Jaws, and mm-hmm. Jaws, and and it would actually allow you to bite through shit like that. Like you could sure. just, you could take a massive aircraft cable and just tur- like turn it into a a, a friggin' licorice thing, <laughs> right? Uh, would you do it? Nah, I don't think so. No, me neither. It's um, I'm yeah, I'm I'm not that enticed. It's not super sexy. No. No. Oh, but uh, hey, maybe it will help him pick up a lady. You never know. We'll see. True. We'll see where the series uh, goes. Gadgets. Gadgets, yes. I gave this an eight. Wow. I don't okay. know how like I don't know how you can be anything but like I was it, it was like they had been holding back mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden the floodgates were just, you know, ready to go. Because we had we had the message come out of Bond's watch. Mm. Uh we had a ski pole that turns into a friggin' gun. Oh yeah, that's we true. had we had the microfilm reader, right? He's got like that lighter, and it's a microfilm reader. We've mm. got um, the cigarettes that that have like you know t- noxious gas that comes out of them. Like I was <laughs> right. just, it's it's no secret that what I'm after in a Bond film is a shit ton of gadgets. Like sure. I just want to me that's the allure of it. Right, is that it's 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 not so much Bond himself. I'm interested in the cutting edge classified government technology. Mm-hmm. That to me is the exciting stuff. And yeah. gadgets that are packed into everyday items. Yes, you've said that. Like before. a watch, yeah. like a lighter, like a ski pole. That's hidden weapons. That to me is where the interest in 007 is mm-hmm. and this film did not disappoint right fair enough yeah i was i was more middle of the road i give it a five so i wasn't wow. disappointed right. so, some of these past ones i've been disappointed with i'm actually looking at it maybe i should have given it a bit higher i'll, I'll go into it here obviously very very happy we had q having more of a presence here i was so in favor of that and we get the classic scenes of him kind of walking around, giving his talks in his shop with all the other gadgets, not related to the plot, just kind of going off. And it's just kind of a fun, fun scene that we're getting used to in some of these films. Yeah. The one thing that really, like, I was on board with was the um, the car turning into a submarine. I literally just thought that was so baller. That was so cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And... It also just had that ability to shoot a rocket from underwater to take down a helicopter. And that even, like, it went from being pretty good, borderline amazing, to just incredible in my mind. So, so cool. Um, So five out of ten then. (laughs) It it was so janky, that Christopher Lee kind of flying car we previously saw. Like, it looks like something the Wright brothers had in 1904. The, mm-hmm. the the submarine car was just so much better. There was just some things that I just wasn't a fan of. Mainly, the uh, the most part, the Stromberg's jettisoned boat that he kind of 
popped out of his his base from and then just kind of flew in the air and just landed in the water just so felt so unrealistic to me like they fell multiple stories the occupants of the boat were fine didn't get any whiplash from landing on the water and just kind of kept zooming on so there was a couple of things i had issues with but five out of ten is what i gave it maybe i should have been higher but i'm I'm okay with that that's fair uh fights in action Mm. i gave this an eight i like good lord like there's a bunch of really good stuff throughout this film but it really comes to a head at the during the final fight scenes Mm. and like on the on the 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 ship that they're on um, and just the explosions that are happening and the gunfights and the, and I'm thinking to myself, like, good <laughs> Lord, like, mm. were we, were we holding back on the budget from the last 10? And that's, you know, <laughs> uncle right. Sam had a couple extra, like I, it's, <laughs> right. it's just so, I don't know. I'm not a big action guy. No, no, no. But I was enthralled by cool by just the the high energy and mm-hmm. what what was on the screen in front of me. So I gave it an eight. That's fair. Um, I, I've got a few things to say. This is probably like my most heavily commented section. I gave it a okay. two. I I was very different on this. Wow. I, the only, the only positive thing I'm going to say in the movie's credit was there were so many times I thought we were going to pan and cut to like a belly dancing scene. Like I really thought it was leading up to that so many times and it never did. And it I never was happens. surprised. And I was like, hey, finally we've we've moved on. About time. We have there transcended a, the belly dancing. <laughs> for now. There was just a couple different times where I just I just kind of got caught in it and I was like, really? Just you know, there's a section where James or James is with the woman and they're with Jaws, and they're holding Jaws at gunpoint. And someone goes to bend over to pick up the microfilm. And it's obviously within leg distance of Jaws kicking them. And I'm like, there's two of you. One of you pick it up. The other stand far away with a gun. Like, just coordinate yourselves. Don't don't get, fall into these gimmicky traps where he's going to get out of this. Or Have a team huddle before you... Before yeah, you, there's you no know. rush. One of you has a gun. The other can do... Like, just, just plan it out. Talk about it. <laughs> there's no rush. Those no rush. What do you don't make dumb decisions? And there's a time where he he Jaws is chasing the two, and he starts like biting like the hood off a car. And I'm like, just shoot that guy. Just shoot that school that fool. Shoot him. Shoot him. Shoot him now. Um, I, I with the ga- fights in action, I just got tired of Jaws surviving stupid things. Like he he survives scaffolding falling on him. He survives an electric shot. He survives getting booted off a train. He survives a fight with a shark. It just got to a point where I'm like, this is getting a little ridiculous. He should but be he dead. Bit, I loved that. I was like, he bit the shark. He, <laughs> like, who, who the hell gets fed to a shark and then the guy eats the shark <sighs> instead? Chuck what? Norris, for one, but... Sashimi, please. Table four. <laughs> like, I was... No, I... Okay. That's yeah. interesting. We, we have... We, yeah. I loved the stuff you didn't like. Yeah. The only thing, now this is is the final thing I got to say. There was that group battle scene at the end where there was like Navy versus Stromberg's men. And to me, it just felt like nothing's changed. It felt very similar to the end of, I think was, ooh, what was it called? Uh, Thunderball, maybe? 
Regardless, it just felt like a huge group of people, and it felt like an old Western that I was watching. And the only redeeming part of the fight that I'm referring to from, I think it was Thunderball, was James Bond ninja starred the head of Spectre. So, like, I didn't like the fight, but at least there was one badass moment. With this, Mm -hmm. it just felt like more an old Western with John Wayne, and not like a lone wolf 007 agent climax. See, that's that's, really fascinating to me, because I... I, I disagree wholeheartedly. And I thought like, as I'm watching it, like literally the note that I have here says the mm. scale of the final fight. Like it just <laughs> felt massive to me. But yeah, oh, no, I'm not good. disagreeing. Cool. I'm not disagreeing it was massive, but yeah, I think we just see differently on it. Okay, uh, Bond Girl. Mm-hmm. I gave this a four. Assuming like we're, the Bond Girl is triple X. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I gave it a four. I thought I loved the reveal. Sure. Because it's like, oh, you know, I'll get my best agent on it. And, you know, triple X, triple X. And and there's a dude <laughs> in bed with a girl. Right. And the d- dude keeps talking about how he's got to go. He's got a mission he's got to, you know, go deal mm-hmm. with. Um, yep. And she's like, oh, come on. Can't you stay another minute? Five more like minutes. All this, like weak damsel kind of sure. stuff. And then... It's reveal, and then he gets up and leaves, and she like goes over to this little, um, like jewelry box communication thing, and she's like, "This is triple X," and you're like, <gasps> mm-hmm. "Like, yeah, yeah, this it's amazing. This is a, 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 a that their head agent is is a female, which feels really progressive for the mid seventies. Um, true, true point. Yeah, um, but yeah, so." But then ultimately, so I loved the reveal. Um, but then I would have just loved, I don't know, I'm I'm of two minds of this. I mm. don't think I would have liked it if they didn't sleep together because then it doesn't feel like like that's what's supposed to happen. But at right. the same time, I just particularly because of her rank and who she is and 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 I just I don't think that I enjoyed the fact, I know I didn't enjoy the fact that she was so wavering on her position with Bond. And I get lots of other girls have done this, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know. It's just something about this this time. It just felt wrong. It felt like she was really quick to abandon her, her you know, like she's ready to kill him at one point. She got a gun yeah. on him. She's like, yeah. the mission is, uh, the end of the movie, the mission is over. This bullet's for you, then, kid. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you out. And he's like, okay, well, in my country, uh, in my country, doomed men get one last request. And mm. she says, granted. And he's like, let's get out of these wet things. And they start doing each other. And it's like, yeah, wh- what? She's yeah. gonna kill you. She, you mm-hmm. were about to put a bullet in his head. Yeah, yeah. Like. Yeah, so I, I gave it a four just because I didn't, I didn't, I liked her. I liked her portrayal. I liked the actress. I didn't like how her character was written. Sure, sure. That's fair. I was actually very close. I gave it a three, so we're not far off. I think that's a really good point you made about the reveal for her. It really took our narratives and what we thought was going to happen and flipped them upside down on themselves. And it was, I, I think you're right. It's very progressive for the time. They probably didn't do enough with it, like you said. Um, I, I, what I liked about it. Yeah. She had a bit of a background. We see that she was someone, she loved someone and that someone was killed by Bond, but ultimately, yeah, they didn't do enough with it. And ultimately just as a character, 
it just doesn't feel natural that she just caves and just gives in to Bond's seduction instead of saying, hey, maybe I don't want to kill you, but I'm definitely not ready to just have a rebound fling with this random pervert here. So I give it a three. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, Supporting characters. Mm Mm-hmm. I gave this a six. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I maybe could have been persuaded to go to a seven. Yeah. But definitely a strong six. Um. Yeah, Q has a much bigger presence this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah, has has just you know is able to explain how well you know we already we already have a way of tracking. Uh, airplanes <laughs> by their heat signatures, and you know, right. and so it's it's well, it's quite similar to with mm-hmm. a submarine. We track them by their wake, and he, you know, and just like his way of talking to me, uh, and his mannerisms while he's talking, this particular actor is intoxicating. Like mm-hmm. I could just sit and watch. Like I want to put a, I want to put the Secret Garden in his hands and be like, here, read it. Just, just, <laughs> just read me a book. And right. I will sit and, and watch you and listen to you. So uh, I gave it a six. I you know I cool. don't know why I didn't give it higher. Um, I just you know I I could have just I could have used some more. That's fair. Uh, I gave it a four. Um, I'm wondering if I need to reevaluate what I'm measuring this category based on. I think the reason I didn't give it higher was I'm just. Yes, Q was good, but I'm I'm wondering what else what else swayed my decision in this, and there wasn't much else to go on. So I'm wondering if I just need to limit or reduce my expectations for supporting characters and just base it off the limited amount that we have. But ultimately, Q, yeah, literally popping into every scene, correcting people, just quite quite funny, quite witty, and just, he was good for a laugh, and him alone was a great supporting character, and maybe I just need to just measure it on that from going forward, but for when I marked this, I gave it a 4 out of 10, just because beyond Q, there wasn't a whole lot going on. Yeah, I think, did you give it a 4? I gave it a 4. I think you gave it a 3. No, supporting character, I gave 4. Oh, you gave it a 4. I gave it a 6. Sorry, I'm, you know, hey. the caf- the caffeine is surging. It takes time. And I'm losing control. Uh, Bond song <laughs> is our final category, our final official category. Yes. Uh, I gave it a four. Mm. Uh, I remember at the, and I'll tell you why I gave it a four. I remember at the sure. time thinking, this sounds good. Yep. It's the, the no one does it better. Right. Uh, and that's all I remember, and it's not stuck in my head. <laughs> uh, yet... Uh, Live and Let Die is still stuck in my head, and oh, to yeah. to a point, still so is Goldfinger. Yes, um, yes, and and so it's it's just it was on point as far as how it sounded, but it mm. was super forgettable. Yeah, for sure. And so and and so yeah, the forgettability brought it way down for me. Mm, that's fair. That's fair. I gave it the exact same score. I gave it a four out of ten. Um, I know this is more just about the overall soundtrack. It was cool kind of having this 007 tempo to the soundtrack, but had a bit of a groovy vibe infused into it. And I was just picking it up like they're specifically it's like the, the 70s, openings. man. Yeah. The opening ski montage, some different sequences. I thought it was cool and I thought it was just fun. Um, but yeah, the song, nobody does it better than you. 
at first I really didn't like it. I warmed up to it a little bit. I just think the the concept and the message of the song is a little farcical in nature. Um, and oh, sure. And by warming up to it, I mean I warmed up to a four, so I'm not giving it anywhere near close to live and let die or anything really well, but it just didn't crater and it didn't get a one or a two. So I so, give it a four. All right. Yeah. Uh, okay, so slap me across both butt cheeks with your mystery, not mystery, your bonus category. Mm-hmm. That's... I'm not going to slap any butt cheeks, but I will give you the one-liner category. That's fair. And we, sometimes, we I, on... sometimes I ask too much of you. You I do. I acknowledge that. A lot. Uh, no. So I touched on this before. I made a note here in my one-liner category. There's almost just too many. The film leaned There's a bit so too much many. on it. And it felt like every other line was a forced, witty pun or mm-hmm. kind of one-liner. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a couple that were okay, or at least I chuckled a bit i'm not sure if they're great but just when some scaffolding falls on jaws in in egypt uh james bond goes egyptian builders and i thought which i thought was actually i that line made me uncomfortable i was like is this super (laughs) is this super racist like i don't know it felt really insensitive to me if you if you felt that was insensitive, so is this next one when Bond literally says, quote unquote, women drivers. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And the this one was less controversial, but uh Jaws dropping in for a bite was so so for as far it as was, the funny meter. Yeah. Well. <laughs> but yeah. Those are the most notable in my mind. There were about All right. six dozen to choose from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so tallying up all of our official categories mm-hmm. lands me with a 5.6, which cool. uh, if I'm looking here, um, one, two, three, f- places it fourth, the fourth worst one out of uh, out of the 11, um, hmm. or really four out of, because we've, we've agreed we're not counting... The 67 Casino Royale. Um, Correct. D- just because it's so, di- it's, it's, it's a satire. It's, it's, it's just not, different. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. Apples um, and oranges. Apples and, and oranges. And really for me, the villain brought it down. The Bond girl brought it down. And the forgettability of the Bond song brought it down. Uh, I would still recommend this film though. I think it's a good watch. I think uh, I had fun with it. Um but it's it's definitely not going to win the place of quintessential bond film. Yeah, I don't I don't think so either. I gave it at 4.25 and that gets it about 8 or ninth on my list out of the 11. So sure. again, so it's still not yeah, towards any, the bottom. Not breaking any records. Sure. Okay. Um, uh, you must you must have an incredibly predictable question for me, do you? I do, but before I want to spill some beans on a couple things. Ooh, I like so, beans. The, the first, I did some reading on this. Um, apparently, they had some issues finding a director for this film, or they had some collaboration or um, deliberation amongst the creative team about who was going to direct this. And apparently, Steven Spielberg was approached because he was in his post-production of Jaws, but he they ultimately decided against him. So I thought that was interesting. Something I noticed when I watched this, and other film buffs may have caught on, I caught on to part of it, 
So the score for this film actually included two pieces from very popular, famous films. So the one was uh, when Triple X opened her music box. Apparently that was a theme from, uh, well, it was actually the Dr. Zagvaro theme from that film. But the, okay. the, 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 the music that I noticed was there was a sequence in the desert that was actually uh, the music from Lawrence of Arabia. So I thought it was oh. just cool that there was these two kind of classic films that they used music from throughout this mm-hmm. film. And I, I, yeah. I didn't, I noticed it when I was watching it. I'm like, that sounds familiar. And I didn't realize what it was till, till I read it. And did the so other... without any sort of copyright permission. So <laughs> let the lawsuits fly. Yeah. Some interesting, some interesting emphasis on interesting uh, information on the theme song. Nobody does it better. So it met some immediate immediate success at the time, but afterwards, for decades to follow, it was featured in various films, various films, including the 2005 Mr. and Mrs. Smith, uh, a, book, a film I've never heard of called Little Black Book, doesn't matter. It was also featured in Bridget Jones's Diary, The Edge of Reason, doesn't matter. Wasn't but... Bridget Jones's Diary a Little Black Book? No idea. No oh, okay. idea. Sorry. Yeah. But it was ultimately featured in the one and the only Lost Return in Translation. Lost oh. in Translation. I did not even know this. I did not even know this. This was a surprise to me. And I gave it a four on my list here, and I'd give it a <laughs> two on my list for that one. <laughs> All right. We're, that, that, that wraps it up for the information. Where do you think... The Spy Who Loved Me ranks on all the Bond films on the tomato le- tomato meter. Top 10, middle 10, bottom. Middle 10. Middle 10. Middle 10. So it's actually in the top 10. Wow. That's undeserving. Yeah. Uh, yeah okay. Get, just, what's, yeah. what's remaining in the top 10? Not many. S- not a lot. So you've got, let's see, you've got, it's either 2, 5, 8, 9, or 10. I'm going to go with 10. Yeah, you're close. It's an eight, surprisingly. Eight. Okay, it's that's okay. 70... I'm, I'm better with I. I'm better. I'm happier with that than if it had been five, and I would have flipped tables if it was two. Podcast over if it's number two. Yeah, Just, I quit. Yeah, I quit. Uh, yeah, seventy nine percent on the tomato meter. Good okay. for eighth overall of all the twenty six current James Bond films. And you know what? I don't think it's a bad film. I, I really don't. Think it's don't. Bad. I, I I had fun. Sure. Um, I have a couple of things just written down here that I want to make note of. Make note of them. Go ahead. The ski jump parachute scene. Mm-hmm. That is swanky as hell. That was cool. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. I was like, mm. man, he's not going to make this jump. Like at first I thought it was something ridiculous because we see him right. make the jump and I'm like, he's not going to, like both legs are screwed. Like there's no <laughs> way he's going to survive this. Right. Uh, and then he whips out a parachute and that's cool. Yeah. Um, the the although I didn't like the villain in this mm-hmm. movie, yep, he has got, and and there's no other way to describe this. Sure, a bougie layer. What do you what What do you mean? Do you, you do you know the word bougie? Uh, yeah, it not I'm I. It means something different for me. So I would. Oh. I need you to tell me what it means for you. Okay. Really? What's uh, all right? Uh, well, Google <laughs> Google tells me that bougie 
means mm. uh, something that to the working class appears as a higher class, glamoury, glitzy, wonderful thing. Oh, okay. Okay. Wait, why? What's it mean to you? Uh, I'll t- it, there's like a piece of equipment that I work with that's called a bougie. Oh, that's weird. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I mean it in up class scale and really fancy. Mm, okay. Would you concur? Sure. Yeah. Cool. Uh, the only other question that I have, and it kind of relates back to the layer, is in the final attempt to demise Jaws. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the scene with the, the, the shark tank. Mm-hmm. Why the hell is there a big magnet in this room? That's coincidental. <laughs> right? Why yeah. is there a big magnet? All of a sudden, right. Bond's like, well, I'll just use the giant magnet above the shark tank that is obviously there, because why wouldn't there be? Right. Yeah, I was like, like other than what? plot, ad- Other than plot advancement, there's no yeah. reason for that magnet to be there. No, it made no sense. Made no sense whatsoever. <laughs> but right. uh, wrap this thing up, lick it, put a bow on it, stamp it, snuggle it, do whatever you need to do, but tell people where they can listen to more of our show and how they can get in touch with us. Cool. Well, check out the links below. Uh, Follow us officially if you haven't done so already on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. That's where we send out all our information and that's where we put out our votes for future episodes and you vote. Our personal information. Our personal information. Sin numbers, uh, list of worst fears, everything, including films that we're having votes on and you tell us what to review and your your vote matters. Leave a comment, leave a like. Uh, we like it when you reach out to us, so uh, let us know we what like you think when about you like this it. episode. We like it when you like it. That's a good way to say it. Um, yeah. And uh, you can also check out our Patreon page below if you would like to support the show. It helps keep the light on. We're, we're down to one light right now. And <sighs> it helps uh, improve the show. Winter's coming. <laughs> I could use more coal for my fire. <laughs> You, you get one piece a day. That's it. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. Yeah. Please, sir, can we have another piece of coal for the fire? No. Ah! All right. Uh, well, thank you so much for listening, uh, especially if you didn't enjoy it and you have somehow still gotten 47 minutes into this, then, wow. I mean, if you didn't like it, you should have just shut it off. <laughs> the hell is the matter with you? Mm-hmm. Uh. 